When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pat Show. Live from New York, it's the show that is wishing Nick Wright a little bit late, a little bit late. Uh, uh, good luck and good wishes at his poker tournament in the Bahamas. Nice. We're still working. Are you sure he's at a poker tournament? I'm not 100%. Sure. I'm uh, not 100% sure. Poker. Right. First things first. Today, Cowboys Eagles Professor Brassard preparing for his grade. And do the Cowboys have to bring their A game? Meanwhile, 49ers Seahawks. Coach Mangini is here with a recipe for Brock's MVP case. I know we assigned that in the morning. Don't know if we ended up doing it. And finally, what's well, the hottest segment in all of sports? It's Upset Alert alongside Coach Mangini. I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, who are you eyeing for Upset Alert? Don't give it away, but who are you eyeing that you decided not to go with? It's a lot of teams I was looking at. Jets? <laughs> Jets? No, no, not the Jets. I wouldn't talk not about even thinking about the Jets. No. I'll talk. Well, let's talk about another great team, not the Jets. Start with the Patriots' win in Pittsburgh. Bailey Zappi, in his second start of the season, dazzled in the first half to lead the once moribund Patriots offense over the Steelers, who people thought were good for a little while. They're not. I was fooled. Okay, they're not good. I was definitely fooled. Here's Frill Peppers. <laughs> we need it. We need it. Uh, I just feel good we can get it done for Bill uh, and, and the rest of the coaches. You know, they work extremely hard, try to put us in the right place, place to make plays, and no, we did it up the window. That's the second time you mentioned Bill. What is it about Bill that makes you feel so strongly about this? Man, it's just, you know, I don't really like all the the flack he's been getting. Because um, it's on us as players to go out there and execute. And, you know, I personally feel like the game plan has been phenomenal week in and week out. And when we had the opportunities to make the plays, we didn't make them. But we made enough tonight. Okay. Well, we're 2-10. Uh, should the Patriots fans feel good? I know, but before that, when we were getting a flack... Um, Feel good about the win. And before I throw it to you, I'm just going to give you the answer. It's a little bit of me hosting and hitting. Uh, so I made a quick pie chart with Dusty on how okay. Patriots fans, specifically the Patriots fan on this show. 15% happy for Zappy was cut earlier in this year. Came out and dealt. Yeah, so you know great. what? I, like I felt a little bit jealous of Giants fans and Tommy DeVito where the season's pretty much lost, but you had a guy to root for. He's playing well. Like so 15% okay. happy for Zappy. Next 15%, yikes for my guy, Mac Jones. Right away, we're like, hold on. Does this offense actually work? <laughs> Seems like it. Here's the stats Very on true. the early offense. First 12 games, we were 5 for 38 on 20 yards passes. Last night, Zappi went 2 for 3. Completion percentage was 13. Last night, Zappi was 66. 
One for one touchdown, one interception. Last night he had a nice uh, play to Hunter Henry for a touchdown. So that's that. 30%. Uh, this wasn't great. This could have been higher, but we're putting 30%. Man. On the verge of losing Caleb. We're still ahead of Arizona because of strength of schedule, but man, we are teetering. But you know what? I'm thinking if we're going to win and I'm going to flirt with not having Caleb, next up, next week, I got tickets for this one, bro. Taking really? the kids. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. Might as well. Upset yeah. Kansas. It's on the board. They've been pointing towards it. It's on the board. Upset? The other thing yeah. that's happening. They can't score. Neither team. They can't score, and the Patriots defense <laughs> is fantastic. Last few weeks, fewest points allowed since the start of November. The 49ers, who was probably going to win the Super Bowl. The Patriots, who might have a top three pick. Dolphins and the Ravens, who also are going to the Super Bowl, according to you. And then, Coach, the last 20%, it's what Peppers was talking about. It's what I'm wondering. I kind of had a change of heart watching this game. Belichick back? Maybe. I started to think, huh, team's pretty good now. The pretty good. Well, the defense is excellent. Maybe we just had a Mac Jones problem all along. And then I looked across the coaching world and I said, who do I really want to come and take over when we have all this cap space? We'll have a new quarterback. So that's the question. You can right, talk about nice Patriots pie, fans or you can talk about Bill Belichick, whatever you want, coach. Well, when I asked you how you felt and you said that you had mixed emotions, that's what I expected. And then when I asked you how your kids felt, I think that it was probably a lot more pure. So, like, the pure fans are going to be really excited that their team won a game. They beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that, that, on a Thursday night game. That That's all huge yep. after all that, that they've gone through and how bad they've been. So you should naturally be happy if you're a fan for – for, for that, and, and I'd say the only people in the building that may not be happy or may be worried about how the fans feel would be the marketing department and, and ownership, but the coaches, the players, they couldn't be more excited. It's painful to go through what New England's gone through this season, and there's only a little, little bit of time left in the season, so to get this reprieve and now have a long weekend, all that's very good. Zappi was encouraging in the first half. The second half was a, a pretty big concern. Didn't really produce much at all. Yeah. Then He's get back a, to being zapped. Then get a punt <laughs> blocked, which is yeah. shocking. Then almost jump offside. You could go either way with that penalty. Yeah, we lucked out. Could he have jumped off? Yep. You know, th- so that could have gone gone south in a hurry. I'd say that from a coaching perspective, or from a a fan who wants to be a GM perspective. They're thinking, well, we're going to lose out in the quarterback. I wanted to move on from Bill Belichick. We wanted a fresh start. And all those things, you're not going to get a better coaching staff than, than they've assembled right now. And, and say what you want about, about the guys that are there. They're all experienced. They're all knowledgeable. They've all had a ton of success. You can see what they're still doing defensively. Mm-hmm. The question has been more personnel-related than it has been, been coaching-related. But I should say the fans should be very happy. That they won. Very and is a lot. Very, very is a lot. Somewhat happy. <laughs> Somewhat happy is. I'd fine. say the non-jaded, non-cynical, yes. non-spoiled go, fans. It's pure. It's be. pure. The he pure fans pure. should be very happy to beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Let me start with this, uh, and I'm not any huge Belichick fan or anything like that, but I like what Jabiru Pepper said mm-hmm. because I don't know about the game plan being great every week. But I do – I respect what Belichick's accomplished. And to me, the notion that they could fire him is ludicrous. I just don't think you fire him. Now, you meet at the end of the season, Bill, we just want to have new personnel come in to help pick the roster, you know, help I'd be draft. Okay with that. And Belichick doesn't want to do that. Then you part ways mutually. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But just to fire the most accomplished coach ever, 
I can't see that. So I like what Pepper said. Now, and if I'm Belichick coach, I got my eye west, just west of New York, Buffalo. Uh-oh. I'm looking at Buffalo. Oh, my. That's where I'd be going if I'm Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, it was a good win. I agree with Coach. The purest. you have to enjoy winning for the players, for the coaching staff. And, look, let's keep it real. There's no guarantee they get the number one pick anyway if they lose out. Carolina, you know, may not win a game the yep. rest of the way. And, look, I, I'm not breaking down the all 22 of college football like I am the NFL. But. Caleb is dropping in some mock drafts. I'm just saying. I ran one today that had Drake May number one and Jaden Daniels from LSU, the second quarterback going. And can we also not forget it's not where you pick, it's who you pick. We picked Tom Brady in the sixth. Who is Mr. Right. Irrelevant? Brock Purdy and the yep. successes. So it's CJ's not where you pick, it's, it's who you pick. And they might get Caleb late, you know, later in the We don't know that Caleb's of a home run. Yeah, you just don't. I think so. he is. Uh, turning our attention <laughs> to two other great games. I know you break games. down. He's been grinding the college <laughs> uh, Eagles at Cowboys Sunday night. Cowboys on a four-game winning streak and 14-game home winning streak. Here's Dak Prescott. Um, understanding this is this is when the real football begins. Uh, it's kind of why I alluded to a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't hadn't done anything. You know what I mean? Like. That this team had in this sense. Obviously, we're getting better, and that's the main and important goal. But what's in front of us is everything that, that, that we want, what we want to accomplish. And when we, when we have that, starting with this uh, the stretch here in December leading into January, um, then we can we can take that momentum into the playoffs. And uh, uh, Brew, can Cowboys win this game without an A game? Well, first of all, I'm glad Dak and I are on the same page. Mm-hmm. He recognized they haven't done anything yet. You've beaten a bunch of tomato cans. Tomato can upon tomato can, and I got more down here, upon tomato can. All right, so we're good there, Dak. All right, now, last week, nice win against Seattle. Let's see if you can keep improving. Yeah, Coach, they got to have an A game to win because I think Philly, and we'll talk about a little more later, I think they're coming out with a vengeance. They're prideful, they're professional, and they know they got stomped last week. All Mm -hmm. right, and they've heard all the talk about Dallas – a lot of people think Dallas is better. They played them well, tough in Philly. People think they could have won or should have won that game. And so now I, Philly would love nothing more than to go into Jerry World and get put an L on the Cowboys. So I think Dak's going to have to be great, which he has been against Philly. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Duran, I don't know about a pick six. It'd be great, maybe, but he might need an interception. All right, uh, just, Micah is going to need to cause some havoc defensively. They're going to need to get a little run game from Tony Pollard. So I do think they need to be on their A game. But, Coach, let's say I'm wrong about all Let's say Philly isn't playing great. Mm-hmm. Let's say Dallas doesn't play great. Any win is an A game. I, at this point, any win. Dallas has proven to us that they can blow teams out. They can get style points and yep. all that stuff. But. If they beat Philly in an ugly win and Dak's not great, Jalen's not great, it's just a fight, a brawl, and they win, that's an A for me if I'm the Cowboys because we know they can win the other way. Mm-hmm. Can they beat a good team in an ugly game? So I, I'd give them pretty, probably give them an A for any type of win. Okay. And the real football has been going on the whole season. Maybe, maybe that was a little bit of the problem against Arizona. They didn't consider that real football right. and you have those games <laughs> that you have. But, but to me, where they need the A game is they need the A game in the pass protection. Okay, And they did a good job last time they played Philly. They chipped some on the pass rushers. As long as Dak has some time. 
then he's going to be able to pick apart Philadelphia's secondary. And and they they're struggling. They they struggle against everybody. They struggled last time against Dallas. It's just whether or not he's going to have the time. And if he doesn't have the time, how well he does of, of mm. extending plays. That's where they need an A game. The second place they need an A game in run defense. Okay, so Philly's average 4.1 yards a carry. They're willing to run the ball a lot. They're willing to run the ball consistently. DeAndre Swift's done a great job. He's at about 4.7 yards a carry. That's the other area they have to have their A game if they're going to, if they're going to beat the Eagles. And if they have it in those two areas, then I think they'll be fine. Coach, can I sell you on a recipe for a blowout? Sure. Can you tell me if I'm crazy? Eagles got blown out by the 49ers, and afterwards you said, well, you know what? The Eagles had just come off a long game against Buffalo. They were tired. They've had 90-something snaps of the defense. 49ers were rested. Same thing is happening here. The reason I put the blowouts happening, rest, revenge, and rankings. Now the Cowboys played Thursday. They have more rest. Revenge, number two. The 49ers wanted revenge. Cowboys want revenge. Since losing to the Eagles, they have scored this many points. 49, 33, 45, and 41 against the Seahawks. They're ready to go. And then finally, the rankings. And you talked about this. Defensive ranks. Philadelphia versus the Cowboys. And I know there's a lot of tomato cans. You love this. The Eagles' defense is not good. Okay. They're not. So I think Dak is going to sit back and pick them apart. So the idea that this is going to be close, and maybe it will, you know, NFC East game, I get it. But if it's a blowout, I would not be shocked. I'm on the verge of predicting it. Well, on it, the verge. It, it's the Eagles, Eagles secondary, the, and the Eagles pass coverage in general. It, it's rough, and and they've survived Memorable. because the defensive line has been so good. But when when guys have time, and and even if it's a little bit of time, there, there's a lot of people open and a lot of spaces you can go with the ball. Right. After you beating, forgot ratings. What? In your little your three R's ratings. It. Podcast ratings. <laughs> oh, po- <laughs> Yapping oh, there'll be a lot of there, it'll be Could unbelievable. Be Could be a factor, like coach. I'm just saying. I'm After beating the Eagles last week, uh, Nick Bosa had an interesting take on Jalen Hurts. Take a listen. We made Jalen stay in the pocket and escape outside instead of those B gaps and uh, paid off. You see it on tape, though. Uh, and then obviously, we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully, the Cowboys watch the tape. Okay. Coach, you're in a bit of a pickle here because we asked you to comment on this, but you don't really like guys looking in the rearview mirror instead of straight through the windshield. Your reaction? I have a couple of reactions. I don't like uh, – wh- why are you sharing this? Why are you sharing this? I knew it. It's not the, it's not, you didn't just beat them in the playoffs. So if you have something that you feel is really good, it's proprietary, it's an it's, it's a answer that you figured out that nobody else has <laughs> – I'm going to put it out there. Maybe you're thinking, oh, other teams will take advantage of it. But you may play that team again. And so if you alert them to, hey, this is what we did. Yep. This is what we think of you. Well, now you give them a bunch of time to figure out ways that they want to potentially attack that. And they're going to really study your approach to it and figure out weaknesses in that. You don't think it was a trap? He's no, a trap. I don't think it was he a trap. I don't think it was a trap at he all. He wants Dallas to win. I think, it was, I think guys love to talk about things after the fact and how smart it was and how good it was. And, and I get that. You, 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 you appreciate it, but you don't share it, not till the offseason. Let me show you on tape what, what, what he's talking about them doing. This is, this is a pretty good look at it. 
So in this example, they're actually going to have Fred Warner as a mirror. So he's going to be an extra guy in, in the pass rush, but he's going to insert late depending on, on what, what Hurts does. They're in man-to-man -man coverage across the board, and the defensive line is just going to build a wall. They're not penetrating up the field. They're just building a wall across the front because they don't want Hurts to step up into the pocket. They'll give him a, an out to the left or the right. Now, this is what he was talking about in the secondary. You got a plaster. So they're straight man-to-man -man across the board, no help. And you're just staying with the guy. If he goes to the, you know, the bathroom, you go with him. And then you can see right here, here's Warner if he decides to escape. But he sits in the pocket, ends up falling down, uh, and Kinlaw gets the sack. But that's the idea is if he wants to vacate, let him vacate left or right. Don't let him vacate up into the middle of the pocket. And then you just need to do a good job on the receivers of sticking to him and making sure the throws are tight throws. Is that also, do they prefer him to roll out and maybe run versus running up the that, middle? That, that's exactly what it is. They're saying they don't want him to move up in the pocket. They'll let him go left. They'll let him go right. They don't think he's very successful with it. And they also think that the tackle's set so deep that, that now he's, when he does vacate, he's got to give a ton of ground to do that. And that's, that's taking away strength. So, well, look, Bosa probably thought he was being smart because he wants the Cowboys to win because if they win, San Francisco's got a better chance. You know, they beat Philly. They've got the head-to-head -head matchup against Philly, so they got a better chance of being the number one but seed. But do you think maybe one of, the, some, one of the coaches would have talked about it if they wanted that out? No, like, I, like look, you, I agree. If you want something out in the world, you can get it out in the world. <laughs> okay? There's a difference between a casual interview like, hey, let me tell you how they smart we are. They can talk. Coaches could talk. To yeah, them. they all have interviews. Right. And if you want, if mm. you want to let things out in the world that, that for other people to consume, you can do it. Do you think that wasn't that teams didn't know that about Hertz? Well, well, first of all, let's let's see if it stays consistently a positive thing. Okay, let, let's before we say this is the answer to the test. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's it's worked once and. and you know, it's it's not a you know a tried and true thing that that we can say is a home run against them. All right, MVP odds. Purdy, number one. Hurts and Dak tied at two. Two and Mahomes have three and four. And that's Lamar at six. Brew, who needs to play like the MVP in this game? Hurts or Dak? Well, I think that Philly has proven they can win without Jalen having like a great game. Remember, they were five and zero. Oh, and he had six touchdowns and four interceptions. Mm -hmm. When they threw nine games or seven games, they're six and one. He had nine touchdowns, eight picks. So he he really wasn't playing at an MVP level until midway through the season or after seven or eight games. Um, Dallas, on the other hand, needs Dak to be great. Like he's he's had two bad games: San Francisco and Arizona, and they lost both games and were horrible in each game. And so I think Dak needs to be the one. Like both need, would you'd like them to play well because the chances are better, obviously, of them winning if both of them play well. But I think for Dak, it's a must for his team and also for the narrative. Like, Jay, nobody's doubting whether or not Jalen Hurts will step up in a big game. If Jalen doesn't play well, people are not going to say, oh, he can't do it in big games because he got to the Super Bowl last yep. year and played maybe the best game of his career. They'll just say he just had a bad game or he's banged up, he's injured, whatever the case. But with Dak, that's our question because we've seen him in these last few playoff games. He's two and four in playoff games. Even at the end of the Philly game, when he played a very good game, 
But at the end, there was just some decision making, some uncertainty. And so I think for Dak, for se- several reasons, has to play like an MVP. So I, I see it the other way. I see it with Jalen. And, and, and here's why. They did a really good job. Stop, the Cowboys did a really good job stopping the run last time. And I think they're going to do that again. Dan Quinn's going to take away that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Dan had some really creative defenses last time they played. So there were coverages that, that, that he had to read. They've got defenders that can not only turn the ball over, but can turn the ball over and return it for a touchdown. They're better in every single defensive category. Plus, you're in a hostile environment. Noise is going to be an issue. You're coming off a game where you don't have any momentum. You've got to recover from that, so you need that leadership. They have all the momentum. They've got the home field advantage, and they're going to be able to score a lot of points or should be able to score a lot of points against Philly's defense. So I see that it's going to have to be Jalen in the passing game, managing this whole process and doing it really well for them to, to play. To but win. does Dallas have a prayer if Dak doesn't play well? Yeah, I, I think they – I mean, I don't think he's going to have to play like Superman uh, out. to win. Okay. I think if the O-line doesn't play well in pass protection, yeah. they don't have a prayer. Brew, you, don't, you have an MB, NBA MVP vote. You don't have an NFL vote. But if you did, and Dak plays well and loses this game – which means the three guys ahead of him, Purdy, he would have lost head-to-head, and he would have lost to Jalen twice, maybe even outplayed Jalen twice, but lost to him twice. Would you give a, could you cast a vote knowing that he lost those head-to-head no, matchups? It's a huge factor. Even the NBA where you have 82 games, last year was between Embiid and Jokic, and they played once. And Yoke, I mean, Embiid destroyed Jokic, mm-hmm. just made him put 40-something points on him, drove around him all night. Um, and that was a factor in my mind. So, yeah, with football where it's only a few, you know, 16, 17 games, Dak losing to Purdy and playing poorly and maybe losing twice to Jalen, it would be a factor now. It depends on what Purdy and Tyreek yep. and, and even Jalen and these guys do going forward as well. But, yeah, that, that definitely is going to be a negative in, in, on Dak if he doesn't win this game. I would say it eliminates him. Even if he plays great in the next three, because they got three tough games. Nah, if you lose and head-to-head. the other guys might not play. That's my thing. What if maybe. Birdie I mean, maybe if everybody falls right. off. But if you lose three games head-to-head. I looked up like when Rodgers won and lost to Brady in the regular season in Tampa. Remember, he did the discount yep. double-check and then was bad. And then Brady beat him in the uh, playoffs later on. And Brady didn't play great in that game. And Rodgers won the MVP, but who was the real MVP That's what, I, that I year? I thought Brady like, was the MVP. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird. All right. All right, best quarterback rivalry in the NFL. Someone is saying Mahomes Allen. Wow. Next on FS1, the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Coach Mangini in for Nick, who's trying to win $2 million in this poker tournament. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Yeah. I it's, hope. Are you serious? I think so. I hope he's going to share a little bit. In-season right. Arrowhead <laughs> Invitational. The 6-6 six and six Bills against the Chiefs, who haven't looked much like the Chiefs of old. First seven games. Remember we thought, ah, they'll pull it together. They're just kind of practicing. Then turns out last five games have gotten worse. That was just narrative. No, but they didn't. You and look, I didn't believe. I kind of believed it. that they were practicing. Well, I didn't believe they were practicing, but I thought that they would figure it out. 
and get hot. I didn't expect them that to regress Nick during the year. Night. That's yeah, that was that rationalization. Right. Of exactly. You thought they were going to get worse? <laughs> no, but I also didn't think they were going to go undefeated. I well, know. undefeated. There's, well, a lot of, there's a lot of narratives that came out of this chair. <laughs> right. Who do you right. got in this, gun, this one, Bill's Chiefs? Well, I, I would have wanted to go with the Bills, and especially if Nick was here, I would have wanted to go with the Bills. <laughs> But as, as I look at this, so the Bills aren't very good on the road. They're 1-4 on the road. And then Kansas City's coming off a disappointing loss to Green Bay, which I think they underestimated what Green Bay could do. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. Bills have been good at Arrowhead. The Bills have been good against the Chiefs in season. But the amount of, of, of conflict that seems to be in the yeah. building, the amount of, of just not, – it's not just distractions. There seems to be other issues and, and – it, it seems to be building as opposed to decreasing, and, and that can be extremely disruptive as, as the season I, goes on. Can I ask you something? Because you're, as one of my favorite parts of working with you are, is you can break down the tape, like we all can, but we kind of like let you showcase <laughs> that. Very nice. Uh, but you're, you're also um, very keen to like the soft factors around a team. Like very early on, you, you, he pulled me aside, like, I'd be worried about kind of max confidence. This was very early. So how does that manifest? Like, I understand there's distractions, but how does it manifest? Are you not practicing certain plays? Is it a focus thing? Like, how do distractions in the building manifest to not ideal gameplay on the field? Well, there's, look at the Jets world right now with all the things that are going on there and did the quarterback want to play or not want to play, and then there's an article. So then the coaching staff has to deal with questions about you know, who was leaking, who wasn't leaking, and then players are talking. You have people talking about things that don't matter. You have right. people spending time on things that don't matter. You have people looking at other people wondering, are they with us, are they not with us? And it's so hard to win the NFL when, when you do everything right and, and, and your total focus is on your opponent. It's still really hard to win. When things, when your focus is on other things, when your time is being spent in other directions, when your energy and, and, and enthusiasm is being dissipated because of, of all these sideshows that go on, then it's, it, it becomes that much harder to, to mm-hmm. get a group of men to achieve at a high level every single week and, and, and build towards something. It's like Pizza Fridays with you. Little, when you're a little bit off. Yeah, like if <laughs> when you come down, you're just like <laughs> lost. All right, who do you got? I, well, look, I, I said throughout the week I'm leaning Buffalo. I, Coach is right. Like the Sean McDermott hit piece, that's a lot of what you're talking about. He was talking about 25 sources. Now, it looked like most of the coaches were former coaches there. So I don't know if it was anybody on his staff um, now. But he, to your point, is he looking around like, Who's with me? Because it paints him as a paranoid guy who always mm-hmm. puts blame on others. So is he looking at, at everybody side-eyed with who's with me, who's against me, and how are the players looking at him? I, so I hear all that. I'm going to stick with Buffalo. They're just absolutely desperate. And I know Kansas City may feel a bit desperate themselves, but they're not actually desperate. Whereas Buffalo, this is the season, and this could be McDermott's job. If they lose this game and end up not making the playoffs, offensively they have been better. It's only been two games, but they've been better with the uh, offensive coordinator change, Brady, Joe Brady in for uh, Ken Dorsey. They've averaged 33 the last two weeks against good defense. Philly, 
Good team, maybe not a great defense. Jets, very good defense. Mm-hmm. They hadn't scored 30 or more in six weeks under Dorsey. So now the offense seems to be clicking. Josh does play well against Kansas City. He know, He's won there twice in the yep. regular season. He knows he can win there. So I'm going to go with Buffalo, but these other factors, Duke, and then Devon Miller, we don't have to get into that, but he's facing some issues. So all of those things do give me pause. I, I like the Nick Bolton coming back for Kansas City, too. I yeah. think when you get your, your Mike linebacker back, your signal caller, the leadership, they want to do a ton of different things defensively that they've been limited by. Having Bolton back gives them those options again. Um, quickly, no Pacheco. He, they really featured him in that Packers game. Then he got himself thrown out of the game at the end, which I thought was very silly. Is there a chance, because I'm waiting for the offense to get to the next level, is there a chance that Mahomes can go Superman mode or like, all right, no Pacheco, it's, it's on me and Travis now? I think that every single game you got a chance for Mahomes to go Superman mode. And, and for a while he was doing that too much. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to choose a game, because the other guy's going to go Superman mode. Right. Josh Allen's going to try to be Superman. And you may have to match it without, you know, without having the, if they the don't luxury have that of Pacheco. That would be huge. I, I loved Edward Hilaire coming out of college, but he ain't Pacheco. Mm-hmm. He got uh, not, he's got an opportunity. <laughs> Allen yes, Mahomes right. facing off for the sixth time. Douglas Clawson writing on CBS that this quarterback rivalry is the best since Brady and Manning. His reasons would infuriate me if I was Joe Burrow, but I do buy them since I'm not. Uh, historic production, best quarterbacks in the last four years. He's got some stats to back that up. Numbers in head-to-head meetings. They've got 28 touchdowns between them, uh, the frequency that they play, and some epic playoff games. So, I like this theory, Brew. Do you like Well, let me say this, because a lot of people probably looking at it like, Josh Allen, like, he's not in um, on Mahomes' level. He's gotten that publicity, but people kind of down on him now. And his stats are historic, all right? He has more touchdowns in six years, total touchdowns, than any quarterback in history. And even though he's had a lot of turnovers, his touchdown to turnover ratio is great. It's like better than anybody except Mahomes, like right up there. Um, so I get all that and what the author of this article is saying. It was a good article. He made some great points. But, Coach, I, I got to go with Burrow Mahomes because Burrow has beaten Mahomes in the games that count. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, they're one and one against each other in the playoffs. We know Burrow's three and one against him overall, but even in the playoffs, one and one, beat him once to get to the Super Bowl. I just feel like Josh hasn't won enough in the, I mean, he hasn't won at all in the playoffs against Mahomes. So to me, like you could even mention Brady Mahomes, but Brady was older. Mahomes is younger, way, you know, there's a huge gap. And Brady beat him when it counted twice. Super Bowl, AFC Championship game. So I would go with Burrow, Mahomes. The only knock on that to me is just Burrow's hurt a lot. But outside of that, that's the biggest rivalry to me. Yeah, look, I didn't have a a problem with with putting these two guys together. It's just so interesting to think of this rivalry versus versus Brady and and Manning. It's just so different. You talk about two guys that were incredibly cerebral, and every time you went and played against them, it was about if he knows, it goes. You had to disguise coverage. You had to change things up. They, they were always ahead of you, and it was so hard to game plan 
for, for Peyton Manning, but neither one of the guys was ever going to leave the pocket. Okay, so you've got that aspect, That's and then you've got these two guys, and, and not saying they, they aren't cerebral, it's just it's a different package, and so many of their plays come off of broken plays. So many of their big, exciting, amazing plays are when things break down. So it's kind of like the heavyweight fighters versus the featherweights, and, and that's not a knock of, of their ability. It's just stylistically, it's such a different rivalry than, than Manning and Brady. Okay. Coming up next. Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, that, that, that was a rivalry too, guys. Kind of on the different tiers. Just because their names are not quite as He's hot actually right playing CJ. Not quite as hot right now. No. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. C.J. Stroud and the Texans against the Jets. C.J. currently leads the league in yards, averaging 295 a game, 20 TDs, only five interceptions. Zach Wilson's numbers... Uh, six touchdowns, seven interceptions, one report that he was reluctant to suit up. So, Coach, is there any chance Zach can pull off an upset here? Yeah, I think there's absolutely a chance that Zach could pull off an upset. When I, when I watched the first game of the season, Aaron Rodgers goes down with four plays into it, and then they come back and they rally and, and, and they beat the Bills. To me, I thought that showed the potential of this team. Mm-hmm. Like that, I, I was I was optimistic that with as bad a, a momentum change and, and as bad a uh, an event as could yeah. happen happen that they were able to come out and, and find a way to win that game. And then they're the team that that beat Philly initially, yep. and and nobody nobody saw that coming. Nobody expected that to happen. And I think it, it's it's the same thing now for where they are. They're riding a five-game losing streak. There's been so many things that, that are non-football related that are being talked about. And for Zach, he knows he's done. So he knows he's done in New York. He knows that this is going to be his opportunity to go out and put some really good uh, tapes and performances on, on, on film. And I think that that's what he needs to do. He needs to go out and just cut it loose and whatever happens, happens. And defensively, like pick sixes happen. Well, That's what, I like it. But, 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 but he's been in such a space like you—you you can't get more beat down than he's been beat down. <laughs> and with the Jets' defense, the Jets' defense can make enough plays to keep the team in the game. They score points on their own. Like and then that. if Zach just go go out and and literally don't worry about a thing. Because they can't do anything more to you, Zach. They can't bench you. I like it. They can't cut you. They can't (laughs) trade you. You're not going to be there. Go have a good time. Take some chances. Throw it down the field. And let the cards fall where they fall. I agree with you on a lot of what you said. Because you're also playing against a young team, right, that – C.J. Stroud has been great, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he's a rookie. He might have a bad game. You just never know with a guy like that in the team in general. Right, he's been steady, but I'm just saying that's a possibility. Like you said, they also beat Denver, which now we know is a pretty good team. Yep. But where I disagree with you on is if they win the Jets, it won't – to me, it won't be a Zach Wilson win. Like, I mean, he'll get the credit, but it will be one of these other wins they've gotten under Zach where he's – 
barely serviceable, but the defense is great. Maybe the defense scores some points, and they win the game that way. So I think it had to be a low-scoring affair. I'd be shocked if Zach Wilson came out and played great and they won, or even if he plays great and they lose. I just don't see that being any – and I, I hear you about let loose, young man. Yeah. You'll be wild and free, but is he that good? Can I can it. see him running. I can see him maybe scrambling more and getting some and yardage running. Look, sometimes, but is he sometimes the thing that gets in the way of a lot of guys is pressure. Sometimes it's it's the the weight of the world being on your shoulders. You're worried, am I going to get bet? I and mean, Mac Jones has shown that he can play some good football. And as things kind of piled on, it became more and more like not wanting to make a mistake. At this point for Zach, Go make mistakes. If, but mean, see, like, he may it, feel pressure because he, he may be out there I thinking can tell you, everybody's looking at me he, like no. you didn't even want to play. He should not feel an ounce of pressure because it's over for him in New York. Okay? <laughs> yeah. He's got these games left. Go cut it loose. I There's like nothing it. else that can happen to you, and they can't do anything. They can't do anything to you. You know go, what it is? Go you, let it loose. You hate the, the Jets. The, what do you I mean know, but the like, box, like the boxing analogy is like you've been knocked down five times but you're standing in the 12th round. You have no chance of winning on decision. So just get out there and throw. Throw haymakers. And then who you do you, you think is going to win that 12th round? The guy that says, I don't care, I'm going to throw everything? Or the other well, guy trying to play it safe, survive? Sugar Ray People Hearns, that have nothing to lose one. are extremely first dangerous. I, I could go Leonard Hearns' first fight, Leonard did that. Or I could go Nate Robinson, Jake. <laughs> Because Nate ran out there. Just <laughs> out there that. It didn't yeah, work out You have for to be him. a boxer for the boxer to <laughs> work. The Baker's got a must win next. That was a bad one. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Coming up in 13 short minutes, well, it's the hottest segment in all of sports, Upset Alert, and a pre-taped segment that we will roll live, Nick's Picks. a good week. He's going to. He needs a good one. I haven't seen these picks, but I think they're going to be good. Uh, Welcome back to a very fast segment. We have 10 minutes, three games, two timeouts. It's time to run the no huddle. First up, Broncos Chargers in Los Angeles. Russ had been cooking until he threw three interceptions against the Texans. Justin Herbert, meanwhile, got a big payday. Last two weeks, he's mustered 16 points. Nice. Mm. Not great. One of those games was against the mighty New England Patriots defense. Uh, this season, Herbert's got more yards, but oddly, yards per pass are the same, and Russ gets the passer rating nod. So, Brew, we'll start with you. Which QB do you trust more, Russ or Justin Herbert? Well, despite those numbers, I think Herbert clearly is the better quarterback at this point in their careers. But, like you said, he's fading. And, you know, you mentioned 16 points in the last two weeks only 36 in the last three weeks so this is a, even a bigger trend um and russ you know not throwing for a ton of yards but that team is in the hunt mm-hmm. i'm sure they feel like coach they gave away and houston's tough but that that's a game they could have gotten and should have gotten and so they're kicking themselves i think the chargers i feel like they're just kind of have checked out 
I might be wrong, but I feel like they've checked out. So I trust Russ more in this situation. Yeah, Russ had, had an off game. So he had the three picks, which is the fifth time in like 125 or 85. I forget what the number is, but it, it's a small percent of the time that, it, that he performs like that. And they still had a chance to win the game. Yep. They, had been, they had won five straight. And to me, he looks, he's not the old Russ, but he's trending so far upward from where he was a year ago. And I trust him and Sean Payton. And I think that the reality check of having a powerful veteran offensive head coach come into the building and turn him back into, you know, a player as opposed to a player administrator <laughs> has been really good for him, has been really good for the, for the Broncos. And there's just, there's more of what he's always done well showing up each week. And it's not huge jumps each week. But it's enough incremental jumps that, that you're encouraged by it. So he's had these games, throws for 175 yards, 185 yards. Chargers have the worst pass defense in the league. Now, statistically, it's the commanders. That's just because they played uh, Bailey Zappi in the rain and scored zero <laughs> points and couldn't move the ball. But still, by, by .2 yards, Chargers are still, the, the commanders are here, Chargers are right there. Is Russ going to air it out a little bit against this defense, or is he still going to be under 200 and try to run a little bit game manage? I would think he'll try to air it out. Now, he, he may be a little bit more cautious coming off a three-interception game. Okay. So you've got to, it's an element of you want, to, you want to take some of those chances where they are. You just want to make sure he continues what he's always done and make more good decisions than, than risky ones. Okay, Broncos win 21-14. Nice. Uh, Bucks at Falcons. Falcons have a one-game lead in the division. The defense has been pretty solid. Bake show, 5-7, and seven, looking for a chance to sneak into the playoffs. Need to get some turnover help. This is what was helping out That's the Bake the show. Problem. Well, really? in the beginning part of the year, plus 8. Since then, Minus three, tied for 26th in the NFL. That's called regression to the mean, unfortunately. Uh, is this a must-win for the Bake Show? And you're a Bake Show fan. You've come around. I, I've become a lot more of a Bake Show fan. This is absolutely a must-win for the Bake Show. And, and and here's why. They can't be they can't be two games down with four games to go yeah. and not have the tiebreaker. And then then they've got two pretty good opponents coming up next. It, it's going to be a little bit too big a hill to climb, I think, if they don't get this game for them to somehow sneak into the playoffs as the division champion. Wilds, let me pour a little, let me rain on your purse. He's oh, playing all right. There is some, there's yeah, some hate about no, to come. I can feel no, it. but look, it's, you, it's you about guys to are strutting. He's the darling of the show. He right, was everybody supposed, loves the big He was show. supposed to be benched in week six, right? Well, it or was five, week seven or, or eight, oh, okay. but I was wrong about that one. But, <laughs> but I mean... The only thing keeping the bake show, I call him the bake no, alive, is that division coach is horrible. It's not great. (laughs) It's not great. And I do agree with you, it's a must win because they're not getting in, uh, not likely to get in as a wild card. So you better win the division. And like you said, they lost Atlanta earlier, so they lose this game. They may not be able to win the division. So um, it's a must win or... Is that Kyle Trask? Okay, I hear Kyle window? Trask is. I mean, they got to see what he can do. No, they don't. There has not point. even been a whisper about <laughs> Kyle Trask at any point throughout the course of the season. He can't put the sunglasses on for this. Do you have a big show starting next year in Tampa? I think that's start. Uh, I don't know. Oh, He's not as baked as uh, baked in. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. A, they love Baker. I, I like, I like his where he's come. I like I like the the especially his attitude, how that's changed. 
I don't know if they're going to lock him into a long-term You're situation. locking yourself There's some, there's some Bake Show to Patriots rumors out there, too. Last yeah. one. How do you feel about that? I'll take it. I like Bake Show. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rams at Ravens, who are favored by more than a touchdown. Lamar this season against the NFC. He's completed 75% of his passes. He's undefeated. Team points, 35. So, Brew, you've got the Ravens going all the way to the Super Bowl. Do you think they will be favorites with a win by Monday? Yes, because, as you said, they own the NFC. I think they win this game. I think I think Kansas City loses to Buffalo. Miami will beat Tennessee, so they'll still be number one seed technically. But we know Miami has not beaten anybody yet. And so it is a football game, not a breakdancing competition. <laughs> so Baltimore, in most people's eyes, Coach, even if Miami's ranked seeded number one, most people will say Baltimore is the favorite. So I think that'll happen. Okay. Yeah, I don't really know why this game in particular makes them the favorite if they win it. Although, I do think that the Rams are going to be a lot tougher challenge than, than people They've are giving credit for. They've been playing well. Yeah, they're, they're on a little bit of a winning streak. They, they've they're, they're, This could be a lot closer, Brew, than I think you're expecting it to be. <laughs> and at the end of the game, it still comes down to how well is Lamar playing. And really, Lamar hasn't been over 100 quarterback. He's been over 100 quarterback rating two out of the last eight games. His, the amount of completions that he has, he's completed 24 passes. That's the most completions he's had in any single game this season. And with this new offense and this new emphasis of him as a passer, I, I get his completion percentage has increased, but you'd like to see it be a lot more dynamic than it's been to this point. And he's been outstanding in December historically when he's healthy. Ideally, if he's, if he's really impressive, and it's another December like, like he has had in the past, then maybe. Otherwise, I think they are where they are. Why, why are you so high on Matthew Stafford and the Rams? I think that they've, they've played people tough. They're on a little bit of a winning streak. And I could see Baltimore underestimating them like a lot well, of people. Even the defense? Defense been cooking, Coach. I, I understand that. We get to this time of year, and, and people are thinking about Christmas or the holiday season. <laughs> They've got other people coming in. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It's look at look at where the Steelers are. They play back-to-back teams that they obviously should have beat. Yeah. But you think you can show up and play because of the uniform you're wearing, and then the other team has a very different decision as to where you're going to be. Okay. Lamar was on the bud list, too. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Big oh. things coming, Oh, geez. we shouldn't even done it then. Big That's things. a foregone Pro- conclusion. Probably should be on the bud list. <laughs> yeah, uh, coming up next, ready. it's upset alert. Are the Chiefs on upset alert? Wow. Wow. Who put the Chiefs on upset alert, Dusty? Mm. Next on First Things First. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to a show. Nick is going to win a bunch of money in Bahamas poker tournament. So Coach Mangini is here. Uh, Eagles head into Dallas on Sunday night as three and a half point underdogs. Cowboys haven't lost at home in 14 straight games, Rue. And here's an interesting stat from Josh on the Eagles. Last two years. Now, you can take this any way you want, okay? First 27 games, 
The Eagles out to a lead at half in almost every game, 22 right. of the 27. The last five games, they've trailed in each one of them at half. Commanders, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers. But they only lost one. So they're either a team that is resilient or a team that's getting off to a slow start and playing with fire. Well, all that being said, who you got? They're resilient. Okay. All right. That's how I'm looking at it. All, all right. right. <laughs> uh, coach, I got Philly. I got Philly. I think they are embarrassed. They should be, right? As prideful and professional as they are, they're embarrassed, which leads to motivation. All right. I also think, and you, you mentioned it, and, and people mocked me when I said it with the Niners and why they would beat Philadelphia. The Cowboys are due for a loss. You think that 14 straight wins at home is a positive? It was in those 14 games. But now they're not going to how, – how many home games are they going to win straight? I know. I said that right? at 12, though. Uh, right. no. they, I think that could be a factor. I think Philly will be more – I think they're the more physical team. Even though last game mm-hmm. they didn't really push them around, but Dallas is smaller, faster. I think they can have some success on, the, on both lines of scrimmage. And I think they saw with Deron Bland, so I think whether it's A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith, I think they can have some success yeah, against Bland. And, Coach, maybe this is wishful thinking, but I, I'm going to say Kevin Byard now. He's been in the system now a little longer. Mm-hmm. He should be better acclimated. Maybe he plays better and helps those defensive backs. And then Shaq Leonard, just for depth. I mean, they needed some depth there. They're banged up in the linebacker core. So I think all those things will lead Philadelphia to pull out the double. Okay. Do you have a score? No. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> we're <on> Monday. <laughs> we weren't told. We had to have a score. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go. I didn't realize we were. I didn't realize we were. Coach, you're going to go. You come it's back a with w. a score. It's a I'm but telling you, I'm going to call it on Monday. All right. So if it's way off. All right. Cool. So when I when I look at this and, and I look at Dallas's defense and I say okay they've got the better defense and in, in pretty much every single category so that, so that's a check and then you look at the the home field advantage which yep. should be huge correct and you talked about the winning streak but also the the noise and 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 dealing with that hostile environment that should be a huge edge they've won six out of seven games so the momentum aspect of it is is another big component and granted that the game that they lost was to the Eagles. But they, this, that was no gigantic loss. They really probably should have won the game, and they could have made a couple decisions here and there that, that would have changed that fairly dramatically. And, and you just go down the list, and everything points to Dallas except the fact that every time they've been confronted with these big moments, they go. haven't come up in the big moment. And, and I struggle tagging it to some intangible, like not coming up in the big moment. But when it happens over and over again, it stops being, you know, it, it stops being a pattern, not just sort of an aberration. And Dallas has somehow got to change this if they want to, if they want to be able to change the, the longer-term narrative. You know what that means? What he said in short, F game. An F game. No, F game. I think he means F at the end. F, F game finish. at the end. F, F quarter. I think that's what they do. They I think. It, I think at the end of the game that, and you're to your point. Philly has been incredibly resilient. They're going to find a way to be resilient again and come out with a victory. Okay. Why do you, I think it's going to be a Dallas blowout. I think Dallas is going when to When you roll. say blowout, we're talking San so Francisco you're thinking type like blowout? 31 I'm, to 10. 30, you know what? what? I'm going to take 34 to 14 Dallas. Here's why. One, rest advantage. I know it's like not fun to talk about. One team's rested. One team just got beat up physically and mentally by the 49ers. 
Cowboys are hell-bent on revenge. I think they want the game more than the Eagles. I know everyone's playing at 100%. I still think one team wants it more to prove that, you know what, we, you guys got lucky in Philadelphia. The other thing, besides just that Dallas's defense is great and Philadelphia's defense is very gettable, I don't know how this is not a huge, high-scoring game. They just lost 42. They gave up 42 points to Brock Purdy, and then the Bills scored 31 on them, 30, 31 in regulation, 34 overall. So what do we think Dak is going to put up? 30, I think well, Dak's well, going to put up 34. It's going to be 35, but, 31 Philly. But the, the struggle, the struggle down, that the Cowboys. Okay, hold on. 35, what is it? 35, 31 Philly. 35, 31 Close Philly. game, Dallas falters in the end. Okay. And the, the, the struggle that Dallas is going to have is holding up against Philly's pass rush. It's yeah. weathered. And, and there's been a bunch of games where Dallas will go five out and they'll think that their five can block Philly's four, whoever they're playing for, and, and they don't. That they did a really good job of being conscious of pass protection last time they played Philly. Now, will they be disciplined enough to do that again and just say, okay, we're going to win, you know, we're going to keep six guys in, we're going to keep seven guys in. That, that takes some mm-hmm. discipline to do that, and hopefully, I think if they do, that, that could be the difference in the game, but they have shown patterns where they'll, they'll deviate. Oh, Michael Parsons has got to have a good one. Has to. Uh, those sirens mean it's time for a segment so hot we use it to melt the snow from Mahomes Mountain in commercial breaks. It's upset alert. Uh, we also have Nick's picks coming up late, right after upset alert. It's a special live pre-taste <laughs> segment. Uh, Coach, you've teased us with several hot upsets. In the break, Coach was like, I was going to pick the Jets, but then he bailed out. <laughs> Who's your upset for this week? For me, I think the Colts are a Minshewin to win. Oh, we're doing oh, more puns. The Colts like are that. a Minshewin. A little hit to at win. the uh, Monday morning uh, headline. Uh, I, I have, I have been a. I, I'm think I'm a little bit more of a Gardner Minshew fan than, than a lot I of like people Gardner. are. I, I like them. I like them a lot, and they're they're rolling. They're they're on a, a a nice win streak. They're scoring 25 points per game. I think that. Cincinnati and, and Jake Browning's story was, was excellent and exciting to watch. But remember, Will Levis came out and lit it up his first game as well. Let's see whether or not he can do it again. Uh, and, and I don't know if he's going to have anywhere near the success that he had in, in his first outing. So, okay. I must I see. I you, Coach. The last time Minshew was used in a pun on the show, it didn't work out. It was my Gardner's Minshew. Uh, yeah, I forgot what somebody. that was. Maybe the yeah. pun list wasn't as good as that one. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you set the pun bar so high, like I just did. What happened Wait, to they got a shot. Time. That's going to be a good game. But what happened to, like, Lou Amaronu's defense? Amaronu's Lou, You know, Lou's defense. Why can't he shut down uh, Gardner Minshew? They, they've been struggling throughout the course of the season. They're in the bottom third in almost every single defensive category. Sometimes you have seasons like that where, you know, you've historically been good, you get some injuries. It just, it just hasn't been anywhere near as, as dominant or as impressive as, as you've been in the past. Okay, if Jake Browning wins this one, we're going to take home. What are, what are we going to do? Well, he's on the top of Mahomes Mountain, so. Oh. <laughs> that was just because he didn't want to, uh, he wanted his little narrative to win. Well, that still works. All right, that go ahead, bro. Should have been playing. All right, uh, you'll, see, you'll see on the bottom of the bar, I don't know how hot it is, but uh, Russ, Russ Cooks, 
pushes Staley to the brink. As uh, much as coach, I hate to put coaches in this position. Uh, no, you don't. But uh, <laughs> I mean, we all see this one coming. Every okay? coach is on the butt one. list every week. <laughs> we all see this one coming. And I, even though that's what it's a Russ Cooks, I don't think Russell Cook. All right, I think this is going to be a kind of a like a 2017 win. Neither offense, I think, is going to be that. great. Russ has just – he's been efficient. He does hit the deep ball, and I think he'll hit a couple of deep balls, probably to Courtney, Courtney Sutton in this game. But, I, I, like I said earlier, I think the Chargers are checked out. Um, they, I think they feel like you – know, their season may already be over. We don't know. They still have to keep playing for a shot to make the playoffs. Yep. But they may already be out of it, and I think some of those players may be feeling that, whereas Denver's playing for something, obviously. Why did you throw the Cooks on the bottom line if you don't really think he's going to cook? Well, I, think he's got a shot. I think he's got a legitimate shot. To cook? To, to cook this week. and the one Cooking's thing, like 225 for Russell. No, well, <laughs> it's, it's, see, like a, it's, it's a low burner. You, uh, 300, 275, I'm not, I, don't, I don't see that. What, I, what I've liked that they've done with him now or in, in, in the – most recent games, they're using him as a on some quarterback-driven runs. Yes, they're actually yes. incorporating that element like of the game, that. and they're moving. He's moving around so much better than he has, you know, in the early part of the season and last year. I think he's got a shot to to legitimately cook. Maybe it's not going to be. He know, could throw for two runs for but, one. I could see that. That'd be hot. That'd be, I All guess, right. cooking. Relative. Buckle up for this one because I'm back. You've been bragging. I'm back. I don't know. Well, it's because Let's we really had to workshop this one. A lot of it's time now for the Puxatani Phil of football to make his upset alert. Coach, a lot of people are like, why do they call you the Puxatani Phil of football? Yeah. Is it because you're covered the fur and live in a log? I said, no, that's just a coincidence. It's because I can see the future and I call big upsets. This upset is so <laughs> big, I asked our researcher to come up with one solitary graphic to help support it. And I didn't see him for three hours. Wow. I had to put on Twitter, has anyone oh, seen wow. Josh? And then finally he came in, drenched in sweat. And he said, I finally found one graphic to support your argument. I believe in Bryce and the wow. Carolina Panthers to wow. get their second win of the year over the Saints. Here's why. He hasn't been great, but the Saints Same aren't energy. either. This will be the first time he's seeing a defense for the second time. First time play. 2017. It was only his second game, too. He played fine. Probably are going to need a defensive score here. So it's like, all right, does that count as an upset alert if you believe in Bryce? Yeah, it's a team sport. Need a defensive score. And who, if you had to do a draft of quarterbacks to give the defense the ball to go the other way, understand, Mac Jones, number one pick. Number two pick, probably Jameis, who is getting the start. Maybe a little bit of Taysom Hill. Dark horse MVP. Years at one point. But now he's cooking back It's on the verge. Here's the other thing. Passing defense, yards per game. Here they are. They're all defensive powerhouses. Number one, the Browns. We talk about the Browns defense all the time. Number two, the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Then the Jets. Then you know who it is? Better than the Cowboys? The Carolina Panthers. Now, maybe that's just because teams are running on them because they've got an early lead. They don't need to throw the ball. But still, I think it breeds a little confidence when you see your name in the sandwich between the Jets and the Cowboys. And finally... Josh worked four hours on this graphic. Saints defense, very gettable. It's been regressing. First passer rating, first nine games, 72. Last three games, up to 96. Opponent's completion percentage, up to 65. Sacks, because Bryce was got a little bit, holding on to the ball. It's only his second game, 17. Last three games, only two, and the pressures are down to nine. So if you're going to believe in Bryce that he's a franchise quarterback, even though there's a lot of turmoil in Carolina, too, 
I think Panthers can pull it off, and that is the upset alert of the week. You like you, that one? You've made my son very happy. My youngest son, Zach, is a diehard Carolina Panthers. Really? And every weekend he, he laments through what happened. So <laughs> hopefully you'll be right, and, okay. and he'll have a good weekend. Me and Josh. Josh, we're getting both getting raises if we get this one right. It's uh, not a bad one. It's a good one. Yeah, I think it'll be. Uh, I don't know if it happens. Now, live pre-taped, Nick's picks. Thank you so much, Kevin Wilds. Live from the Bahamas, I'm still delivering Nick's picks. Now, last week, not great. The Texans took care of us. I should have won the Bucks one, and the Chiefs one was just bad bet. That puts us 19 and 23 on the year. But don't worry, three and zero this week, and we're basically right at 500. We start with the Rams going all the way east. Getting seven and a half point seven and a half points. I know what you're thinking. Teams that go west to east don't usually win. That is correct, but they do usually cover. Vegas making maybe too big of a deal about the travel. Last five years, teams going west coast to east coast cover 60% of the time. We know the Ravens like to let teams back into games. At six and a half, we may be staying away. At seven and a half, we like the Rams and Matt Stafford to continue the momentum, at least keep it close. Rams plus seven and a half. Now, back to a team that's helped us all year, the Houston Texans. The Texans are laying three and a half points against Zach Wilson, the New York Jets. That means the Texans need 11 points to win this game, as I'd be shocked if the Jets can cut, get to more than seven. Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. His team doesn't really want him to play, but then they saw Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon play, so he has to play. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud can put up at least 20 on basically any defense in football. I like the Texans big, 24-6, lay the three and a half. And now, the game of the weekend, the Chiefs being insulted, less than a field goal favorite at home. And Vegas once again showing they cannot quit the Buffalo Bills. The Chiefs were bigger home favorites against the Eagles than they are against the 6-6 six and six Buffalo Bills. What do we know about the Bills and Chiefs? The Bills cannot beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. This, for the Bills, is a de facto playoff game. Patrick Mahomes, despite the Bills having more rest, despite the Chiefs being banged up, this is a must-win spot. He will deliver the Chiefs, laying a point and a half. So three picks of the week, Kevin. The Rams getting seven and a half. The Texans laying three and a half. And the Chiefs laying one and a half. Excited to recap all three of these games, particularly Chiefs-Bills with you guys on Monday. Excellent job. I think that's three for three there. Coming up next, can Brock prove he's the MVP? He is the favorite. Hmm. Will be undeniable. Next, first things first. Six and six Seahawks in San Francisco. Brock Purdy squad favored by ten and a half here, bro. And we just watched Dak's MVP case skyrocket after dismantling the Seahawks. Coach. Do you think Purdy can prove he's the MVP on Sunday? We gave you an assignment. I don't know if you did it. You did. I did. Excellent. I did. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, because we didn't want you just, you know, mocking Purdy for six minutes. I would so never do got. that. Like some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I obviously like what Purdy's done. I appreciate what Brock Purdy's done. I respect what Brock Purdy has done. Sober all, all analysis the, right here. All those so things. So far, so and, good. And, I, I'm not taking away from any of his accomplishments <laughs> mm -hmm. to this point because it's been exceptional. However, to be the MVP, I think there's certain other criteria 
that you need to to show. And and a, a couple of the, the, the first ones here are things that he can do this next game against Seattle. They end going, maybe not. Okay, so this is the first one. Don't make what the wide receiver work for the catches. So last game when you when there were a ton of completions, but there's been so many times where, where the receiver's either catching the ball behind them, the receiver's got to dive for the catch. They're unbelievable catches. What you want to do is give the guys a chance to catch it and run as opposed to adjust to the ball and then have to run after the catch, you know, at that point. Fair. So let's just see That's some better. more of that. The second point is hit some shots down the field. And I know you get frustrated, both of you get frustrated when we show the chart of where the balls go. <laughs> and in the last game, there was no ball that traveled more than, 50, I think, 15 or 16 yards. So it'd be nice to see him hit some vertical shots. Or I'd take one. I'll take one to start this week and maybe a few more as we move on. So that'd be the, the, my second point. Okay. And the last thing, this may or may not happen in this game. But if there's problems, be the solution. Oh. If there's problems, <laughs> be the solution. And, and we may not be able to see this. This is a pretty substantial line, although Seattle has a way of playing San Francisco tough. So if it gets to a close situation in the second half, it would be great to see Brock Purdy play really well in that situation to show that when it's raining out, he can still perform the same way as when it's sunny. You want to push back. Well, I wanted to push back on the, um, they scored what, what was the score, 42-19? Yes. If, if he's having his way with the Eagles' defense, this is like, why does he need to air it out more? And I know you're just saying that. I asked you to come up no, with well, some ideas. Well, the homework assignment was some things that would, would convince me that he should be the MVP. And if, if it's working. Wow plays, basically. Well, if it's working, look. The, if it ain't Remember broke. when the Patriots beat Buffalo and they only threw the ball three times? Yeah. Like, that worked. They won the game. At the end of the game, <laughs> you want to win the game. So if, if it doesn't show up, it doesn't show up. Okay. However, if we're going to evaluate him as, a, as the MVP candidate, those are questions that, that I would have is how well, you know, can he consistently stretch the field as opposed to stay within that 15 to 16-yard radius. I think it goes down to the last two weeks, the MVP race, if not the last week. But if Brock is great, Dak struggles, Tyreek struggles, number one, solidly. Brock? <laughs> yes. Oh, I believe that. If that happens, is that all? That was your whole yep. take. Yep. And is okay, there is there nothing? Is there nothing though, Brew? That's it. Okay. When, when you simple. look when you look at his performance, there's nothing that you look at and say, "I would like to see this," or or you can just see at this early stage in his career, at at where he's been this season, you just definitively say, "That's the guy." I don't think I, I haven't even said he's elite. The production though. Here's the, here's the, I don't even make this as a graphic. I'll just read it off. Passer rating, number one. Yards per pass, number one. Completion percentage, number one. He's at 70.2, Dak's at 70.1, so that's close, but he's still number one. Touchdown percentage, number one. Three or more touchdown games, he's tied for second. 20-plus yards completion. Give me a thumbs up or not, um, Josh. Is that air yards or is that in cloud? Oh, yeah, so it's everything. So that counts like, you yeah, know, like a 10 yards. Yeah. Check down him. But he's tied really for second. But he's got yards. few. We showed the graphic earlier in the week. His yards or percentage of his yards after the catch or his total yards that are after the catch is below 50%. 
Aaron Rodgers' last two MVPs, Mahomes' last two MVPs, they've been well above 50%. So he's not getting as many yards after the catch as those guys. Can, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So next year, New England's looking for a quarterback. Would you, pay, would you pay a quarter of a billion dollars to have Zach Purdy come in and be your franchise quarterback? No. Not yet. But, but here, here's the thing, Coach. Like, I just don't think we can punish him. Like, you talked about if, 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 if there's a problem, be the solution. He is part of the solution into why there aren't problems. Right. Well, right? I'm saying if you have that belief system, would do you believe that he could come to your franchise and be a franchise quarterback? Dak Prescott gets paid right now. He, I mean, take your pick. Patrick Mahomes gets paid right now. Lamar Jackson gets paid right now. Dal- the New yeah, England Patriots around him? need a quarterback. Would you pay him a quarter of a billion dollars because he's I think a that force multiplier? To be seen. It, it, it really remains yes, to be that's seen. That's like whether or not but, he's but the MVP. A, a year ago, seen. had we said, put him in here, and is he in the running for MVP? All of us would have said no. Oh, would you pay him like it? Monday morning headlines. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe in the past, in the future. Hi, if you missed any of today's show or you want to take it on the go, be sure to subscribe to the First Things First podcast. And while you're in the subscription mood, check out our YouTube page. Yes. It's great. Yep. Nearing 750. We need to be at a million, though, Dusty. i got to get my burners on that. Uh, time now yeah. to lift the ban on puns and encourage Brew to showcase <laughs> the headline-reading muscles he honed and toned while he was a scribe for some of the finest newspapers in all the land. It's Monday morning headlines, but Coach... You are the opening act. Take it away. Here we go. Take Zach, haters. Okay. Reluctant gunslinger, <laughs> oh, outdoors Texans. <laughs> Reluctant <laughs> gunslinger, outdoors Texans. I do Texans. like this idea. I like that a you lot. You know what? I am going to bet $2, $2 on the Jets to win outright, <laughs> money line. I'm also going to take Zach's over on yards because what I is agree. The, what is the line? I'm going to guess. And if it doesn't work out, I'll buy you a coffee. What's two bucks? That's fine. (laughs) Not a high roller. Uh, All right, Brew. Here's mine. Parade plans still on. Chiefs super fans and Chris Broussard planning return (laughs) to Kansas City. I think we figure it out. I think No Pacheco actually makes uh, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just go to each other like, hey, let's go. Get a little Clyde Edwards-Alaire in there, but I think it's going to be the Mahomes show to beat Josh Allen. Buffalo's defense will have something to say about that. All right, they double and triple team Travis Kelsey. All right, good point. Okay, um, coach, this is remember inspired by you. Oh, I hope it's good. All right, here we go. Parsons, the interruption. (laughs) Eagles take over Jerry World. You know they go in there and make a sandwich and sit on the couch and all that. And silence chatterbox Parsons. <laughs> Micah Parsons, you know, always chatting, running well his mouth done. on the podcast. That is <laughs> You're so really well Shout done. out to Christina. She, <laughs> she definitely Christina. helped me come up with this. Uh, uh, that's played just, a major role. That's just fantastic. Bro, just a quick review. You've got 35-31 Philadelphia. I have 34-14 Dallas. Coach, what do you have? Uh, I'll go 31-28. 31-28. Philly. Yep. Okay. So um, Dallas is marching, does something to screw up the field goal. Instead of it being a 47-yarder to tie, they make it a 65 Maybe they, maybe they drop the snap. Yeah, something will happen. <laughs>